Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Happy Monday. Welcome in. Marty's back. I forgot to send the biggest happy face of all time on social after my distressed look that I shared last week with everyone. And I'll tell you, Marty, I may have set unintentionally a personal tone that I didn't even recover from. I walked away from Friday's show, despite stunning guests in Jordan LaBarber and Shana Goldman, as a complete failure. I thought I let the team down. I didn't think I had a good show. And I felt like, geez, maybe I shouldn't kid around about how disappointed I am when you're not with me. So anyway, offer on Twitter is never a good, a good picture. When I saw it, which by the way, I was pretty much off grid um, starting on Thursday. I was up in Quebec city, my parents 50th wedding anniversary. What a celebration. Uh, what a great time we had. We walked around Quebec city, the old Quebec. We uh, had, uh, uh, it was, it was just fantastic. I hadn't been there in forever. Um, mm-hmm. I was an actual tourist in my own city. I got this nice little Quebec hoodie on right now. Uh, my kids all got new stuff. Um, my, my son, Jacob, wanted to buy a T-shirt. There was a license plate with a very French swear word across, across the front. And I'm like, nope, nope, that's not going to work because too many people know what this French swear word is. But anyway, we had uh, we had a great time. 151 people. At my parents' 50th anniversary wedding, like a celebration. It was uh wow. it was big. It was huge. It's bigger than like weddings. Like it was yeah. way bigger than their own weddings. So a lot of cousins. Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. I am the line dancing king. I mean, as soon as my buddy Froggy, who people may remember, he was oh, a, I met uh, him in Nashville. Uh no. No, I don't think he was in Nashville. So my buddy Froggy was actually a um a DJ on Kiss 98.5 years ago. He's a um, you know, custom immigration agent now, but he listens mm-hmm. to the show all the time. He was also my my the DJ at my wedding. And when he played Footloose at my wedding, my whole family took over the dance floor with this crazy line dance where you do kicks and you turn and you do this whole thing. Almost like when you play Cut Night Joe and everybody goes like and it's 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 tiring. Well, I still got it. Footloose came on and I joined my aunts and uncles and cousins and I did the flip flop fly and it was awesome. So just for you, Froggy, I thought of you when we did the uh, the Footloose dance at my parents' 50th anniversary wedding, well, uh, wedding anniversary. Yeah. C- congrats again to them. And uh, obviously, as we transition into the game, um, 
I am at Lockport Town and Country Club Ooh. for Kevin Guesthouse annual tournament today. Yeah. Honored nice. to be here. Um, hoping that the forecast does in fact shift from imminent demise, <laughs> which is scheduled for this afternoon. Uh, but right now things are beautiful. And as you know, this course is uh, just a stunner in the area. So looking forward to getting back out with some friends and playing it today. But obviously, you know, check out KevinGuesthouse.com just to recognize for more than 50 years now yep. how instrumental this organization has been in some of life's toughest moments for most people. Um, when you're scrambling to find the proper health care, and that can mean coming from a long ways away and having the no ability to afford hotel nights night after night after night mm -hmm. after night and this is a place that takes people in gives them the comfort and the guidance and the care in a less stressed environment so that they can go through the process of of you know top-notch health care which we're lucky to be able to provide here in buffalo so um as you know sabers general manager kevin adams and his family uh, his parents specifically have done have been so involved with this event over the years. So um, it'll be nice to see all of them here today. But uh, the hockey world. <laughs> well, I the remember, hockey... Duffer, like you, you mentioned Kevin's guest house quickly. A few years back, the Junior League of Buffalo uh, Decorators Showcase was a building right next to Oshai's yeah. Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I remember Ross Salvatore's was a big uh, benefactor to all of that. And um, I remember going through it and it was fantastic. And what they did with that building and the building next to it, right there next to uh, Child Oshai's Children's Hospital and Roswell right there. Um, it's fantastic what they do. And they help so many families. So I'm glad that you're there today. I remember years ago, Kevin Adams was like, Marty, can you come to my golf tournament, uh, to this golf tournament, Kevin's Guest House? I didn't, I hadn't heard of Kevin's Guest House. I thought it's, it was it's like Kevin Guest House, not Kevin Guest House. Yeah. But I thought it was Kevin's Guest House, like his own like charity thing that he, he had on the side. And just to find out that it was a coincidence that Kevin and yeah. Kevin, but yeah. uh, Kevin Guest House, they do fantastic job. Well, so too did uh, Kyle Dubas with the Penguins because he yes. basically got Eric Carlson for free. And that is our lead story this day. No, he didn't get him for free. He got him for minus $3.14 million. This is this is what Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins were able to achieve. They ended up getting Eric Carlson, which had been rumored for a while now that the Pittsburgh Penguins wanted Eric Carlson. So much so that Cal Dubas talked to Sidney Crosby and Chris Letang, and he got their approval in the pursuit of Eric Carlson. But at the end of the day, when Cal Dubas made the trade and traded seven pieces, really, when there's uh, four NHL players, a draft pick, a, a prospect, and two draft picks, and got Carlson and Rem Picklick with a pick and a prospect. And he shed $3.14 million in salary at the mm -hmm. end of the day with acquiring Eric Carlson. So that was a uh, like magic trick of some sort, I believe, from Cal Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins to make that happen. Wow. I, I, I am, as you can tell, speechless with this one. What exactly did Montreal and San Jose get out of this? Aside from bolstering Pittsburgh's chances, which we're going to get into momentarily. So Montreal, I'm not, I'm not so worried about Montreal. Montreal got rid of Mike Hoffman, which they wanted to get rid of that four and a half million dollar. They had to part ways with a Rem Picklick player, and okay, like. 
they just re-signed Rem Picklick and, you know, he was a, a, a bottom three, maybe fourth line guy and utility guy. So, but they were able to reacquire Jeff Petrie, who was good in Montreal in this time there, in my opinion. They got Casey DeSmith, which with the goaltending situation in Montreal being what it is, maybe DeSmith plays a, a bigger role. And they got a second round pick with a prospect. Like I thought Montreal at least got out of it a little ahead. Pittsburgh got out of it way ahead. I think San Jose got out of it way, way, way back. Way back. Like this, Mike Greer would have been better off trading Carlson straight up for a first-round pick and maybe a high-end prospect and retaining 50% of the salary. Like, mm-hmm. he retains 13%, $1.5 million, But he ends up getting Mikhail Granlin and Mike Hoffman and, and Jan Ruda. Like, what did they get? They didn't really get any better at all. And they added... million to their payroll. Right. All they did was basically swap out Carlson's money and bring it right back in, and yet they're not as good a team. Maybe they are. I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, obviously, it's irrelevant. The the thing I can't get over, and I know this happens a lot, so I don't want to sound like... It's not even... If Carlson's a 100-point player, they're way behind by giving him away. If it's a 70-point player, they're still behind giving him away like that for what they acquired. Well, they weren't any good when he was a 100-point player. That's why I hedged on the commentary. So okay. that, that's why it doesn't really matter. The, the point is, is they're a long ways away. The point I was trying to make was I don't understand when you're San Jose and you're already going to see this as a PR disaster. Like, why, why is the pick from Pittsburgh lottery protected? <laughs> like, who cares? It's just embarrassing because Pittsburgh's not going to fail. They're not going to fail. Like they're not going to be in that range, and and it's just still one pick for San Jose. I just I I just feel for Mike Greer here. Like I just I really don't think that this was a win. I really don't. No. Well, okay. So and I get it. Like you rarely win when the best player, one of the best players in the world, wants to move on. We we understand, but we're also sitting here in Buffalo feeling pretty good about how the Sabers consummated the Jack Eichel deal. And I and I don't I don't think I don't think San Jose came close to 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 going anywhere near that with this deal. Now, it's always hard when you give up the best player in the deal, right? Yeah. And that's always what they say. Like, okay, who's the best player in the deal? The team that acquires the best player in the deal is often the winner of the deal. Now, there's exception to that rule, but and time will also tell, depending on picks and other trades that may happen or transactions that may happen with some of the pieces. But obviously, Eric Carlson is the best player in that deal. Now, I like to look at it in a different way. Who's the second best player in the deal? In that situation, there the sec- that podium place is empty. Most of the guys come in at third or fourth. Okay. Okay. But who's the next best player? Your guess is as good as mine. I would say Jeff Petrie. I'm Jeff not at his age, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. But I would say... I- it's such a win. The void of Petrie's name off of Pittsburgh's roch- roster yes. is the win. Like the fact they're able to do this and move off of all this money. They were going to buy out Grandland. Didn't have to. Didn't need Petrie anymore. Clearly yeah. gone. Like it's like poof. It all happened. What, but it's how? still, he's still why the next we, best guy. Why do we guy? keep seeing teams do all these favors for good teams? Well, Always over and over and over and over and over again. I think like, that happy the, the birthday, Sidney Crosby. Is- yeah, I, I well, yeah, you're right. Eight seven. That's today. So happy birthday, Sid. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a good present. Maybe maybe Cal Dubas was waiting for the 
to get close to Sid's birthday to uh, to deliver that. But but I still think that okay, Jeff P3 and Casey DeSmith, in my opinion, are probably the t- two best players or valued players in the deal. Montreal ends up getting them. So San Jose, despite trading the best player in the deal, ends up with number five, six, and seven down the list, really. Mm-hmm. And probably the top, the top place in that for San Jose is the first round pick. Now, I get what you're saying. Like, why does it have to be lottery protected? You would have to have a meteor from the, the, the from space to land on Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh to be finishing in the bottom 10 this year. Like they got Crosby, they got Malkin, they re-signed Jari, he was a good goaltender. Now they added Carlson with Latang. If they're healthy and their pieces, they won't be like 23rd to 32nd in the league. They won't be. Right. But technically, okay, saying that, it doesn't really matter if it's top 10 or not protected because San Jose is not expecting to get a top 10 pick anyway. So mm-hmm. that first round pick, if it is 15th, 16th, 20th, 22nd, it's not worth the same. It's already being watered down. So you're getting a first round pick and it's a watered down first round pick. So are you boldly telling me that this is not accelerating their rebuild? I This is uh, a headline on NHL Network basically saying Carlson's trade accelerates San Jose Sharks rebuild. I'm saying that is wrong. That is not accelerating the rebuild. You got Mike Hoffman. You got Jan Ruda. Mm-hmm. You got Mikhail Granlin. And by the way, Granlin has two years at five million. So you're not it's not over after this year. There's gotta another hit the year. Floor running, Marty. Yeah, you gotta get to the floor somehow. Maybe they'll buy him out next summer and they'll say, Okay, we're with clean slate, right? We got we don't have Granlin, we don't have Hoffman. Ruda is decent. Okay, he'll be a serviceable player, but San Jose didn't get anything. No. Like it's really, it was a bad trade. Uh, it it reminded me a lot. And I told you before the, the, the show started just because it's San Jose and in a trade when Joe Thornton was traded from Boston to San Jose, no disrespect for the pieces going back mm. to Boston, but it was like main Wayne Primo and it was Stewart, I believe and whatnot. Like, like Boston didn't get good. They didn't get good by trading mm. Thornton. Yeah. But San Jose didn't get good by trading Carlson. It just didn't happen. Oh, hey, calm down there, Spalding Lake Wi-Fi. That was unnecessary. Well, you just went on fast forward like it was the 80s. Oh, well, I first ghetto blaster. When I get Uh, going, look out. Jeez, calm down. Okay, we're gonna do this family feud style. 100 fans surveyed, top eight answers on the board. Which Eastern Conference teams are lock? To make the 2024 playoffs. Okay, a lock. I, I buzzed in first. You were slow. Yes. Okay. Uh, Carolina. Yes. Okay. You can provide an answer. Well, I'm I'm I don't have a family here, so I'm not I'm gonna defer to you to, to fill in the rest of the blanks. Oh, okay. So uh New Jersey. Yep. Uh Toronto. Yep. Um uh, a lock. I'm going to say the Rangers. The Rangers, yeah. Okay. You're hedging uh, and, on Boston and Tampa. I say both of them are are locks. Okay. I'm going to say, hmm. I'm going to say Boston, just because even if they come down 30 point, they're still making the playoffs. Okay. What about Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh, who missed by 
technically two points, right? Because the regulation yeah. wins. They they needed to get ahead of Florida. Yep. I think Pittsburgh gets in. Yes. Yeah. Those okay, are my, well, my six. My teams. list has seven now. You're saying Boston, maybe not? I'm saying Boston, yes. I'm saying okay. Pittsburgh. I had a Tampa Bay. I'm Tampa Bay. I'm still a big question mark on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, I don't think the Islanders get in. So, really? yeah, it's at six or seven. Absolutely. Well, those are locks. Uh, that's not to say that those other teams aren't going to be right in the hunt, right? Yeah. And also, so, who knows if somebody gets hit with a lot of injuries? Like you could, mm-hmm. the Rangers could go in and have major injuries, and something happened to Shesterkin, and all of a sudden it changes. You have Jonathan Quick in that. That's not Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing what I'm seeing in our group chat? Yes. Our good friend of the show, Ken Campbell, uh, fell on his head. Like, should we send help? Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened. So, Ken you think Campbell somebody tweeted, got a hold of his phone? I, I think this may be a uh, clickbait just to see the reaction. Okay, because, so I feel like I shouldn't even say it. No, well, I'll say it. He said that the Eric Carlson trade ranking by teams is Montreal, San Jose, and Pittsburgh. Now, he's probably thinking that Eric Carlson for the next four years will not never even come close to what he was last year. How Exactly. For those that didn't get that on the radio, Duffer said, who cares? Who cares if he gets 60 to 70 points? Thank I you. mean, Carlson, Latan, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, like, and I know he's hurt, but like. Riley Smith. Riley Smith. Like, you got a team. Yes. You got, what did I say when we talked Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo? And I said, Detroit doesn't have game changer. Ottawa does and Buffalo does, but Detroit doesn't. I'm pushing Detroit out. Pittsburgh have game changers. They have game changers in their lineup. That's why they're top. Like San Jose doesn't have game changers now. Mm-hmm. And Montreal doesn't have a ton of game changers. They have game changers in the making with Suzuki and Caulfield. But that's it. Like Pittsburgh's clearly ahead of the the the, the map on that one. Yeah. And I would say the Islanders are as well when it comes to those teams that are still trying to be like Buffalo and Ottawa. And that is break through the door. I think the Islanders are right there. I think what has become clearer for me and this this is hard by the way marty i was at summer splash on saturday night okay and that was to benefit courage of carly in roswell park Mm -hmm. so you can imagine who i ran into chuck collard oh yeah chuck for sure so chuck guaranteed that the drought ends this year oh okay and chuck will be joining us on the post-game show on MSG, the night, the Sabres, and the drought. He's just going to walk right by on the 200 level, pick up a nearest microphone, and join us to discuss how he was right about this development for the Sabres. Now, this this conversation happened prior to the Carlson trade. So, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, but you know what? Like, as much as we sit here and clearly we're being one-sided and maybe tongue-in-cheek at times, which is the nature of our show, and I apologize for that because I'm largely responsible for that tongue-in-cheek nature, there are people that say, hey, the Penguins just got older and not better. Okay, like that's that, that's possible. But that's where they are. They actually didn't because Carlson's younger than Petrie, so. Yeah, but that's that's where they are right now. Like mm-hmm. what is getting younger going to do to Pittsburgh to win a cup this year with Crosby and Malkin? It does not change Latang, Crosby, or Malkin. For it's about the talent. The Penguins have committed the next basically five years to give them all the last big hurrah. And if adding Eric Carlson doesn't add to that desire and 
possibility of having another hurrah or two for Sid before he hangs him up? I'm sorry, then I'm missing the point entirely. Okay, how about this? San Jose got older. Now, San Jose is in a place where they should be thinking young and rebuild. They added Mikhail Granlin, who's 31, Mike Hoffman, who's 33, and Jan Ruda, who's 33. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not a team that should be looking at 30-year-olds. They should be looking at who's your best 22-year-old, who's your best 23-year-old. That's who we want, not who's your most expensive 33-year-old. We'll take him at $5 for two more years. Like, San Jose went the other way. So I don't care that Pittsburgh got older. If I was the Buffalo Sabres in 10 years from now, or maybe seven years from now, okay? And you got a 32-year-old Dylan Cousins and a 30-some-year-old um Tage Thompson and a 29-year-old Rasmus Dallin and a 28-year-old Owen Power. I'm not saying, oh, I want youth in my team. No, get me the talent that's going to make me win, continue to win. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. And then after mm-hmm. that, you know what? Let's 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 blow it up after that. I told you Pittsburgh has only three players that when their contracts expired are RFA. They have right now 18 of 21 players on their roster that when their contracts expired, they're UFA. Drew O'Connor. Pittsburgh? Right? Yeah. I'm, t- um, I'm, t- I'm trying to guess the three. No, Drew O'Connor is not one of them. Oh, He's okay, a UFA at the end of his uh, contract because he'll be 27. All right. Who are they? One is Alex Nylander. Who cares that he's an RFA at the end of his contract, right? One is P.O. Joseph and one is Ty Smith. Those are the only three. So Pittsburgh, when this core group of players are done, mm-hmm. it's a blank slate. It's a clean slate. It's like they're UFAs. Right. We're, 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 we're starting over. And they might have five cups once Crosby hangs them up. They might. Well, they, they have they got three, three right now. I don't think they get another one. I really don't. I don't think they're the best okay. team, but I, I think they I make don't the either, playoffs. But all, all I'm saying is bounces and everything else. The Penguins have a lot better chance now to get in and get more bounces than what we had when we last talked okay, how about, about this them one? last week. Right? Who wins the cup first? Pittsburgh, Montreal, or San Jose? Was there an other option? No, because they're the three teams in the in the in the in the trade. Well, Pittsburgh was the only one that comes Pittsburgh's to mind. Pittsburgh's the only one that comes to mind. Like, yeah. man, Montreal did all right. Montreal did all right. But they, as a third party, that wasn't a third even party, in the discussion. Sure. Yeah. They did I mean, all right. They talk- got rid of Mike Hoffman. Yeah. Right. And exactly. they were able to get a, a, a capable NHL goaltender and, okay. and, and Jeff P3 back. And that's, you know, that's a good player, but they so, did all right. Okay. So uh, we, we put a pause on teams of the day when you, uh, took your, uh, Quebecois hiatus last yes. week, Thursday and Friday. So we will resume that today with two Eastern Conference teams in uh, the alphabetical order equation. And that would be Carolina and Columbus because they're going to tie in. So it's Buffalo's history against those teams, which we should expect moving forward. Any quirky, goofy storytelling that Marty can provide, but. Before we get there in the back half of the show, obviously the Carlson story is huge, but the Carlson story isn't just Pittsburgh. It's the whole thing, which is why I did the family feud style, which teams are going to make the playoffs, because (laughs) I don't want to be Debbie Downer here. All I've tried to do is tell people that there's a reality to the Sabres getting better, and that is the other teams aren't stopping trying. So. We know Boston, Toronto, Tampa, Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, Pittsburgh. We know 
their makeup. We know the odds are in their favor to be a playoff team. Even if we think less of some of them, the odds are still in their favor. The Islanders are good. They rarely change much. They sometimes actually get a little boost and they might get that if they're fully healthy this year. The one thing you didn't get a chance to comment on last week in your absence was the fact that Philadelphia is going to start the year with two bona fide, long-standing quality NHL players in Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson. And I'm sorry, yeah. but that's going to help them. Even if they were at 75 points last year, I think Philadelphia is an 80-point team. Columbus two years ago had 81 points. They lost 9 million man games to injury last year. They're going to go, in my opinion, from 59 to at least 75, based on how their roster is constructed. Montreal missed last year. But is it, in my mind, conceivable to go from 68 points to 80? Possible. Even if they get to 75, that's seven more points than they had. Ottawa's going the right direction. They moved 13 points up last year. I don't see them dipping. They might land at 86 again. Detroit moved up seven. They were at 80. They might be in the exact same realm. All I'm saying is I am coming at you with this new information today and the playoff target in the Eastern Conference next year is going to be 89 points. Oh, so you're dropping from where it was last year with Florida at 92. Big time. time. Um, The pie is too small, Marty. There's too many people wanting to eat from the pie with with genuinely fair-sized forks. It wasn't a fair fight before, but I think there's way more teams that can dig in and feast now. Okay, so it was 95 in the West last year, and it was 92 in the East. I don't think it drops to 89. Now, I, I, I can see If anything, I think argument. it goes lower. I, I, I really do. I could see yeah, 87. I, so. I think Boston dropping back from their 135 points is going to give points to teams in the middle of the race. Mm-hmm. I think, for me, I believe it's going to be 94. That's what I think it's going to be a couple more points than last year. Um, just because I, you're right. There's not going to be bottom feeder. Like what happened last year in the Western Conference with Anaheim, Chicago, Arizona, San Jose. Like there were some bottom feeders. So it allowed the top teams to get more points. And all of a sudden it's 95 to get in. Mm-hmm. You, you may not get the bottom feeders like that in, in the Eastern Conference. But I still think 94 for me is the number to get in. The injuries, uh, the sorry, the bottom feeders in the East last year were almost directly related to injuries. Cole Caulfield missed half the season for yep. Montreal, and Uriah Slavkowski never really got going. Those are just two minor examples of how the Habs could easily be better as this season comes out of the blocks. And I don't mean they're grabbing a playoff spot. I just mean that they're going to be better. And obviously Columbus's injuries and Philadelphia's injuries, I think they're going to be better teams as well. So anyway, that's kind of Washington, the bottom feeder this year. Well, we only have one minute left in this segment for you to discuss and unload. If you choose to (laughs) on the Tom Wilson contract. Oh my gosh. I didn't even talk about that. That's right. I was off the grid and that is one that woke me up. I was like, what? And then I was, I was wearing that French swear t-shirt around when I would do, and it said Tom Wilson on top of it. Like, what is going on here? This is an aging injured player and you're going to give him not only term, but money like that. This is completely, completely, um, I want to say unnecessary, unnecessary, unacceptable, uh, unacceptable is harsh because He's been there forever and he's a winner. 
but unnecessary, I think, is more appropriate because Shana and I debated this on Friday and it wasn't much of a debate. It's too much term and yeah. it's too much dollars. Yes. <laughs> That's never so, a good combination. No, it's not. Now, I understand that somebody made the comment the other day. Like, I like the money, but I don't like the term. Well, you know what? Sometimes with some certain contracts, you need to give more terms so that the money, the money drops, right? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. I like the term. It's a year or one year or two year deal, but I don't like the money. When it right. comes to Tom Wilson, that is a classic example of no term, no money. This is a player, Duffer, that in his best year, best year, he had 52 points, 52 mm-hmm. points, and probably will be a 50 to 50, maybe 50 point a, a year player as he is aging now because he's what? He's 30, he's 29. So you're paying him a lot of money and they didn't have to do it because he still has one more year left on his contract. It's never going to be about the points for Wilson moving forward. It is going to be like Shana said, she would have been fine if they just matched up the term to see the end of Ovi's contract. He's only got three more years left. Yeah. Like there's no reason to go beyond that. Once Ovi's gone, you're turning the corner anyway. So all you're doing is hamstringing yourself here, making him untradeable when it comes time to say goodbye to Ovi. You know what I mean? You have your core guys, Ovi, Backstrom, Kuznetsov is probably a core, Oshie, Carlson, those guys are all done before Wilson. Wilson's going to be the lone soldier out there saying, where did everybody go? That's not the guy you want to be their transition player. He's not. Yeah, Kuznetsov is very much up in the air. They're trying to move off of him, but uh, no takers as of yet. When we come back, uh, probably more of your reaction to Eric Carlson landing with the Penguins and how you feel it affects the Sabres and their quest to return to the playoffs next year. Also, because we're back with Marty, it's teams of the day. We'll try to keep the memories, but maybe highlight the better stories on or off the ice as they pertain to Carolina and Columbus when we come back. What a matchup we saw with the Jackets. That's straight ahead here on MSG and WGR. (laughs) T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough 
tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. The unscripted moments are often the best moments. Now, sometimes they can cause endless frustration, especially when it's in the middle of a live telecast. But for those watching on television right now on MSG, if you haven't broken out in a sweat or been prompted to throw your remote control within the last five seconds, (laughs) then I don't think you have the same passion as most Sabres fans this year when Tage Thompson went head-to-head with Johnny Gaudreau on TNT And for certain cable subscribers, that was the tale of the tape that they had to stare at for over an hour on a night when Tage Thompson went blasting off in a six-goal game. (laughs) Marty, you can't. Some things are completely, like, so out of the realm. Like, 20 years from now, somebody would be sitting in an establishment and say, hey, remember Tage's six-goal game? And the person on the other side of the conversation would be like, nope, nope, because I didn't get to see it. <laughs> well, here's the thing that was so unique about that is number one, yes, the tele the tape was on most cable uh, providers and whatnot. So you couldn't see the game. But if you went to the TNT app on your phone or whatever, the game was fine. So an other subscriber was fine. Or you got to listen to it and you're like, damn it. Tage just scored and scored again and scored again. I'm not going to see any of Tage's goal, but lucky for you. Tage decided to keep scoring, so you got to see more of Tage Thompson. But this was a, wow, what a performance he had in Columbus when he scored six. Uh, And all of them were unbelievable, pretty goals, in tight, big blast, a one-timer that was over 100 miles an hour. Uh, It was a pretty spectacular night, and uh, wish the cannon would have fired for Tage in Columbus that night because it would have been great. It was truly a moment where that graphic stayed up and more and more and more people were saying, Tage has scored again. Yeah. Tage has scored again. The graphic and got old. It, 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 got, got, old uh, it got too old. You couldn't adjust the, the, the points and the goals on the graphic. And he probably like, grew at the same time. He was five, seven and a half from all the arm extensions by the end of this one. And yeah. uh, we know Tage had a massive year. And we are in our team of the day segment here on Sabres Live Teams, because we're uh, showing a couple of, and focusing on a couple of uh, Eastern Conference teams, Carolina and Columbus. There are not incredibly rich histories um, between Buffalo and these franchises. Obviously in the early days, it was more fun when the Sabres had some success against the Hartford Whalers, although they never met them in the postseason. And yeah. Hartford did provide quite often a counter punch to even good Buffalo teams. They had, you know, eventually the Ron Francis's and Kevin Deneen's of the world who were no regular season, easy feat for Buffalo to overcome. But historically speaking, there's only one big time memory between Buffalo and Hartford slash Carolina. And that was 2006, two elite teams meeting in the conference finals. And this goal on home ice leading to game seven. He took a shot. Rebound the
Believers bandwagon. It's leaving for Game 7 in Carolina on Thursday. Oh, man. What a moment. What, what a, a moment. Call. Again, this is like... RJ is so good. Yes. At not only capturing the moment, but then extending the moment and giving it even greater context. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if there would ever be a better example of it than Mayday in the moment because it ended the 10 year drought and it was on to the second round and it was just his way of saying it. But when you think of how scary good had already evolved in the playoffs, right? And that like was more than just the Pominville moment. It was this extension of thought and celebration. And there it was again, you know, it got clouded, unfortunately, incredibly quickly because of McKee's staff infection and the mounting injuries and all the rest mm -hmm. that transpired in game seven. But how many times have we heard the story say that RJ never went into the room after a series, but after that one, he had to and looked yep. everybody in the eye and shook hands and shared tears because you just heard why, like his emotion at the end of that call in game six, like, yeah, hop, like the bandwagon still got room folks. Like, let's get going. We're going to game seven right now. And the I big difference, that. the big difference between a uh, regular season, big game, right. And a playoff game is because you, you have the moment as it happens. Overtime, Danny Breer scores, but there's a bigger picture. And you have to let people know about the bigger picture is that despite yeah. the fact that you just won and you have to build the excitement, there's a game seven to be had. How do you build a transition between winning an overtime game six and going to, we're going to game seven and you got to think, oh, let's not be scared of game seven. Let's be excited about game seven because of what just happened. I still think this is the loudest. I have ever seen and heard a building. Uh, the players they recount, uh, you know, they recall the, the 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 room shaking as people are did not want to leave their seat. If this was 2023 and we had stories on Instagram and live videos on TikTok and whatnot, it would have been one of those unbelievable moments that would have crashed like social media because mm -hmm. people's body surfing out the door to the <laughs> plaza up front and like sliding down the stairs. It was amazing yeah. to see the fan base. Did we really say, uh, did I, sorry if I missed we that. We both earlier, did, but I think we both wanted goals. to see the same thing. The six goals, but it was six points, five goals by Thompson. Anyway, we'll get back it, to that. No, but you know gonna, what? It became five. six goals now because yeah. you now like we, it was so good that we added an extra goal just to our good measure. And when you don't see it, you can add to the story however you want. Yeah, who's exactly. going who's, who's to argue? Then nobody saw it. Anyway, um, that is clearly the defining moment, the best possible moment against Carolina, as we all know what happened in Game 7 and the heartbreak that ensued. Um, you, you know what I loved any, about Carolina quickly? Yeah, that's what I was hoping to get. Oh. But first of all, I remember the last game of the season, 05-06, when everybody had a poker tournament at the hotel in Carolina, and I was taking my nap just to have J.P. Dumont come into the room at 4.30 for a 4.45 bus, and he was swearing up a storm because he lost a big jackpot on the last end on the river, and somebody called him and shouldn't have had. He was so mad, but we did win 4 nothing. I had a great game. I always played well in Carolina. But I want to thank the shot clock operator in Carolina for always 
given me 38, 39, 42 shots against. Every time we played in Carolina, you make a save and there's a rebound around your feet. And then, you know, the shot clock is at 12. You cover the puck. You get ready for the next whistle. The shot clock is at 17. They'll give you five shots just for making one save. Like it was fantastic. I had always great success, especially in Carolina, because I felt really good about myself making 38 out of 40 right every night because of that. They obviously didn't know your track record of stopping fewer than 20 in most NHL appearances, but uh, good for them to uh, boost your confidence along the way. And uh, I won't get into your career record against Carolina. As I'll tell you what it was. It was 13 wins, four losses and three OT in 22 games and 915. So what are you talking about? There's no way those are your career numbers against. I got it right uh, here no, in front of no, uh, key you're, you're doing your career, not Buffalo numbers. Oh, career numbers. Yeah. What's yes. Buffalo numbers? You were five, four and one against Carolina as a Man, Did I Thank ever you. light them up with other teams and I struggled <laughs> yes. with Buffalo? The truth, man. <laughs> uh, so getting back to Tage's nine goal game against Columbus this year. Um <laughs> Is he was any- seven foot two and he scored nine against Columbus. Great. Six different goaltenders in goal for the Jackets throughout. It was e-bug overload. Yes. Um, is there anything that you think of from your time in the league? And and like Columbus, we, we my goodness, like we literally tried to see NBC sell this for years as rivalry night. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, there's no rivalry between Buffalo and Columbus. I know it's only five hours away. There's no rivalry <laughs> there. Um, Duffer, I love Columbus, the city. I, I love that area. It's a fantastic city. It's a great fan base. I was at the All-Star mm-hmm. Game in Columbus as a, you know, uh, an NHL analyst, and it was buzzing. It was fun. The fan face was, fest was awesome. Good buddy Jody Shelley is there. Jean-Luc Grandpierre is there. They do a fantastic job on the TV. It's a great market, a great team. I played in my career four games against the Columbus Blue Jackets. A lot of it was when they were in the Western Conference, so we didn't play them a lot. I don't remember any of them. I don't remember. I don't recall any games against Columbus. I don't recall any trips. Well, I do recall one trip after the game, a couple of uh, late night uh, maybe shenanigans that happened in Columbus, but that's it. Like, I don't remember playing them at all, at all. I wish I'd known that earlier. We could have built a tail of the tape board to put up right now. Zeros, no thoughts. Just, no thoughts. You know, I had nothing. to Google. I had to Google a word to make sure that it was. You know, when something sticks in your mind, you say that's a memorable thing. I'm yeah. like, what's the opposite? Is it unmemorable or immemorable? I had to Google it and write it down to make sure that Columbus is immemorable to me. The Columbus Blue Jackets is immemorable. That's that the way it works. Producer Jeff, I'm going to call him out. That doesn't sound like a word, does it? It is on Google. It's on the internet. It is true. Yeah. I mean, it would have been it would have been maybe more appropriate to go with like infamous moments. Forgettable. But even but even then, like I don't even think you have infamous moments. Like you just don't have many moments. Period. Against Columbus that are worthy of storytelling. So you know what that means? I have one. It, I have one again, but it's not in the game. I had we had friends there, um, horse people, whatever. I had to rent a car in Columbus to drive up to the barn and whatnot. I walked through the city. 
going from car rental place to car rental place mm -hmm. just to be told we have no cars. I'm like, put a sign outside that says we have no cars, right? It's like the Jerry Seinfeld, like you took the reservation, but you don't know how to hold the reservation. Like I reserved like a car in four different places and they had no cars. That would qualify as the best and worst of the weekend if you were planning a getaway and had no wheels. <laughs> we will officially get into that, though, when we come back here on Sabres Live on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Stay with us. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Okay, we have three minutes to go on the show. Uh, yes. The Edmonton Elks did not play last week, so I can't belabor their losing streak yes. uh, as far as best and worst of the weekend. Um, what is it at now, by the way? Because I was telling my dad 21 about it. for home losses, 21 home losses okay. straight, worst in uh, North American professional pro sports. Uh, by the way, you know, we were joking all about Tage dominating Columbus. Uh, Tage is averaging two points a game in his career against the Jackets. He has 10 goals, 14 points in seven games. So long may that last in continuation here of teams of the day. Marty, I'm giving you the floor for best and worst of the weekend. Okay, well, best, obviously, congratulations to my parents for their 50th wedding anniversary. That was a great party. Um, lots of fun. Uh, lots of people, family members I hadn't seen in a long time, so that was great. So I'm going to say best. But then in the sports world, the best for me, and could be combined with the worst, it happened in baseball. We got a fight. A player decided to overrun, uh, slide, or whatever on second base right through somebody's leg. And then Jose Ramirez got up and squared off with Tim Anderson and just knocked him out with a right, right in the jaw. Poor Tim Anderson went down. Like, he he thought he was Mike Tyson or something, and then he went, like, down, like, punch out, right, on Nintendo. So that was, it was pretty fun between the White Sox and the uh, Guardians. I haven't even checked. Is Anderson okay? Yeah, he got back up. But there was a 10 count, definitely. A, well, maybe an eight count, not a 10 count, but there was definitely an eight count on the play. All right. You never stop at just one event. So what else caught your fancy from the weekend? Good. Uh, well, bad? maybe the worst was obviously the U.S. women losing uh, mm -hmm. in the World Cup. That was a tough loss, but they did not play well at all in the tournament. And mm -hmm. it was just bound to happen. They lose on penalty kicks. Mm -hmm. uh, and Messi's performance last night with uh, Miami, ah, that was... That was pretty spectacular. They haven't lost with him in the lineup, and they were down 3-1 and 4-2 just to score two in the last 10 minutes and win in penalty kicks last night for uh, Inter-Miami. I think that's how they call mm -hmm. themselves. So mm -hmm. they now advance to the round of 16s in MLS Cup. I believe that's what it is now. Okay. Uh, great events uh, that I was able to uh, be a part of for Buffalo Prep on Friday and Courage of Carly on Saturday with Summer Splash. So uh, thanks to all involved at those uh, fantastic places. And um, I'll leave you with this since we're talking best and worst of the weekend. A uh, guy that was in the news for quite a while. Would he sign? Would he not? Matt Dumba. He's with Arizona oh, yeah. now. And my last question for you as we sign off, is Arizona any good? 
um, they're better. They're better. I can't say they're good yet, but they're way better. I think they'll be decent. We have days and days and days still to go to look at the Western Conference and how it's going to shake down. See you tomorrow, folks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.